maybe some of you can say this, maybe some can't, but uh, God blesses a father because not only is he the uh, head of his household, he is the head of a family. And uh, it's like every move that he makes, if he's in the home, the child is watching. And I, uh, for many years, didn't think that was true. But as I reached uh, uh, my teenage years, I began to play some sports. My dad didn't attend all of those because he didn't want to be embarrassed anymore. So, but I had a wonderful dad. And uh, I thank God for that, as I'm sure, I'm looking out here, and uh, this is not an absentee father day because of the many good fathers out here and I know because I personally know many of you and I can uh, testify to the way that you are a good father just like the song said we have a good father ourselves and if you don't have one that's physically here uh, today we have a father and that's Jesus Christ the best father that ever was on this earth and we can go through the Bible and find uh, many great fathers. But, and then we find some that aren't so great also. But today I'm, gonna, I'm not going to sit here and beat up fathers. Because the ones that are here, God bless you. But the ones that are not, it's not, I, I don't know what their situations are. I know myself that it seemed like every Father's Day I had to work. And working, I wasn't there to spend the time with some of my own children. Karen and I, we raised, uh, we worked at a boy's home. And uh, we raised 12 boys. Uh, took When we left that boy's home, took eight with us, plus two of our own sons, which uh, did not know that these foster kids weren't their brothers so uh, they uh, and I thank God for all of them they're they're all young men now have families of their own and uh, thank God that God seemed fit to watch them after I was no longer really in their lives some of them went the right road some of them went the wrong road and uh, but then because God being the foundation of our families, they came back and uh, come back and realize that, hey, you know what he is saying is the truth. Now, I couldn't fix every one of their problems, but I strongly relied upon God because without God being who the center of my family, I couldn't have made it. And um, a little bit about, and this is not about me, it's about all of you. All of you have stories to tell or to say, but I happen to know my story. And uh, when I was a young man, I thought, uh, well, when I turned 17, I thought I knew it all. 18, I thought I did also. But uh, at 19, I was drafted, if 
you young men don't know what that means. That means Uncle Sam says he wants you, and he really meant it. And uh, so I went into the Army. I had plans, other plans. I planned to marry my wife. And uh, according to Tom, she was way too young. But uh, he's not here today. Oh, I forget he's watching. But uh, anyway, uh, I went into the Army, and I grew up pretty fast, especially when I was in Vietnam. I uh, was out in the jungles at 19 years old. And I look, nowadays, 19 years old, you're really not grown. But I grew up pretty fast. And uh, there's one thing that I did learn, and my dad gave me some advice before I left, and that was keep your head down. <laughs> and I'll do that. And I learned that real fast. But I had a good father. But now then, then there's many of us, or not me particularly, but I raised boys that their home was fatherless. They did not have a father in the midst of their homes. And that's hard. That's hard on a young man. It's hard for them to, to identify. And today's society, today, as we see it, that men are being attacked all the time. They're masking, uh, you know, where, whereas they're not, not that you're big muscles, but just the way you are. They're, they're being uh, cut down in sitcoms like TVs. only thing they show them today is uh, big, fat, beer-bellied, Pathons or whatever you want to call them. They're being betrayed that way. And uh, instead of showing what a real father is on TV, if you'll notice, uh, which is not right, have two fathers. Hmm. Well, I have news for them. If they'll study the Bible, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. So how can you be what you're supposed to be if you don't depend upon God to help you. A good example would be uh, our verse today is in Proverbs. I think it's up there, Proverbs. Is there? Yeah. Okay. 22.6. This is one of the verses that I picked out that I thought would be appropriate for today because it's the truth. And let's stand up, and we're just going to read a short verse right here. That's Proverbs 22.6. says, Train a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not turn from it. Father God, thank you for today. Father, I thank you for every father that's here. And I thank you for allowing us to come together and still share your name in a free country. And also by your guidance, you tell us all through the Bible that we should worship you, that you are the one that we need to set our goals and our, be the, you're the perfect father. Now, I just pray that you continue to bless this uh, message watching care over it, guard our hearts, and we'll give you the praise in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you. Uh, a father that is a father at home should be able to read 
into what's happening with your children. You need a relationship with them. You want to be a friend, but first of all, you got to be a father. And sometimes being a father is really kind of hard because you have to make decisions that not only affect you, but they affect the whole family. And uh, it, I'll beat up on myself. When I was 14 years old, uh, I thought I knew it all. I did. I thought. Lived in Hobbs, New Mexico. So I decided that, hey, skipping school would be fun. So my dad actually drive me to school because it was a, a, a long distance. And uh, when he let me off at the front door, I'd be going out the back door as he's driving off. Well, it got to a point that not only that, I began to run with a wrong crowd. I didn't think they were wrong. But uh, I began to sneak out at nighttime. And uh, my boys that are here don't listen to all this. But <laughs> I began to sneak out. But my father seen that I was on a road to destruction. I didn't think I was. One night, I snuck out, and uh, it was about 2 o'clock in the morning. And I came home through the back. I went out the window, come home, and um, I noticed that my parents' light was on. Oh, my goodness. And I'm just going to sit out here in the backyard. And... uh, when my dad has to work in the morning, the light will go out and I'm coming in. So my older brother knew what happened. He's the one that got me in trouble in the first place. He came and he said, uh, Toddle, dad knows that you have snuck out. I said, well, he'll just have to come out here and get me. He said, well, I bet he will. I said, nope. I said, I'm going to wait right here. And finally, after waiting all this time, the lights went out in my parents' bedroom. I said, now this is the time. So I waited another few minutes, and I started to crawl through the window. I came through the window faster than I went out. And the other person that was helping me in was my dad. And I said, oh, Lord, have mercy on me. (laughs) And, uh, but... My dad loved me. And I told him, I said, uh, he said, we're going to move. I said, where are we going to move to? He said, well, I've had a job offer in Houston, Texas. I said, Houston what? I don't even, you know, I'm in New Mexico, not Texas. And I did tell him, I said, you're not moving me. I said, my friends here are here. He said, will they take care of you? I said, I don't think so. He says, then you're coming with me. Thank God, because of his wisdom, he uprooted the whole family. And I I don't even know if they had garage sales in that day and time, but he sold everything we had and left because of me. Moved me to Houston, Texas. I was 14 years old. I said, I'll never like this place. I was out here. But God knew what he was doing by... My father disciplined me, and uh, 
I met the greatest friends in the world. I met my wife here and uh, graduated from high school at Cypher High School. And uh, thank God for a God-loving father. And I hope you have that too. Even though it, he became, at my, I thought, my enemy, he did it out of love. And that's the same way Jesus is with us. If we get out of line and we're a Christian, he'll bring us back. He will do that. That's because he loves us. And I'm going to go with not so happy stuff or not such a, a good ending. Uh, I started off with how we can depend upon God. And uh, I, I was going to name this sermon Rocks in My Sandbox. And the reason I did that is because his father's at a window and he's watching his little girl play in this sandbox. And there's a rock in the middle of this sandbox. She's trying to get it out. She's not big enough to get it out. She even sits down and uses her feet to try to push the rock out of the way. Finally, the father has watched her struggle with this for a long time, gets up. Bends down, gets the rock, throw it out. I think he placed it there in the first place. But anyway, he throws it out to the side. And he said, did you do everything to get that rock out of here? He was trying to teach her. I said, yes, I did. You've seen me. I pushed everything. He said, you never asked me to help you get that out. Because I have to ask God. Explaining to her, I have to ask God to help me remove some of the rocks in my life that, of course, she's little, can't understand it. But through that, he was able to explain to her how our Heavenly Father helps us daily. And uh, uh, like she said, well, you were watching me. He said, yes, and that's why I come out to show you as an example how many ever heard a song by uh, probably this may be too old for you younger ones but it's called Watching You by Roddy Akins I'm going to read just the first few uh, verses of this song because it's so true dads you young dads listen to an old dad and use and pattern your life that your children just like the verse says will not depart the ways that you have taught them through Christ and even though it's not right now maybe you won't see that results but later on you can and uh, it says uh, uh, driving through town just my boy and me with a happy meal in his booster seat knowing that he couldn't have a toy till all of his nuggets were gone. I'm sure them were McDonald's. A green light turned to red. I hit my brakes and mumbled under my breath. His fries went flying and his orange drink all over his lap. Well, then my four-year-old said a four-letter word, and it started with S, And I was concerned, so I said, son, now where'd you 
learn to talk like that. He said, I've been watching you, Dad. Ain't that cool? I'm your buckaroo. I want to be just like you. <clears throat> and eat all my food and grow as tall as you are. We got cowboy boots that match and camo pants too. Yeah, we're just alike. Hey, ain't we, Dad? I want to do everything you do. So I've been watching you. We are examples for our children. And they are watching us. Whether we think they aren't, they are. This goes on. The verses go on uh, with, uh, you know, Dad, you're so cool. And I want to be just like you. And I was uh, watching even some of these young people and uh, how they walk. Some of them walk just like their dad. Eric, you have two sons back there. They walk just like you. <laughs> because they've been watching you. And, uh, uh, but if you, your language, you cuss and things like that. Don't be surprised when you hear that word because that word is going to pop up the least opportunity that you don't think that it will. And uh, so you have to be able to defend yourself. That's why I stopped having Tom come by the house <laughs> because my grandson is there. And uh, that's not really my fault, but it is somebody else's. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but uh, it's like that song says that our children are watching us. Now that I want to tell you a story, and it was absolutely true, is that uh, a father that is absent in the home. And what I'm saying is not that necessarily that they're gone, but maybe their jobs become so important to them that they forget their own home. As a police officer, I'm sorry to say that that was one of my main problems. I thought I had to work every extra job there was just to keep my family afloat. But really, because of that, I was losing my family. And I know some officers that are in here that can testify to that, that uh, uh, you get so busy that you forget about your own family. I have some firemen in here that know that to be the truth, too. That you need to take that extra time and be that good father to your children. I'm not saying I was bad, but then I begin to look. They're working all the time. They're doing this. They're trying to do that. They're do Where am I at in this picture? It's not their fault, but it's me. So, fathers, even if you're, if you're not there, you can still have a relationship with your children. Because I worked in a boy's home, my wife and I, we had 12 boys that were fatherless. And they uh, didn't have somebody to look up to. Well, here, 
it's only me. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not that old myself. I was about 25 years old. And I'm thinking, how can I be a father to them? But then I realized that's what they needed. They needed somebody that could sit down and give them an ear and listen just for a little while. I didn't try to to, uh, replace their mother. Thank God that their mothers realized that they couldn't fill the position of, you know, being mother and father. But a lot of them have. And if you are a single mother, God bless you. But uh, still, a father is so important in our children's lives. And not just because one of them plays baseball, football, or something like that, that that's when you start having a relationship with them. You start having a relationship with them when they're babies. And I've seen a lot of fathers, and you probably have too, whereas they have a baby laying on their chest. And that starts there, the love of a father. And hope that's who you become. Uh, I have a friend, a dear friend of mine. I've known him ever since I was 14 years old. He's associate pastor of uh, uh, First Baptist Church in uh, Magnolia. He helped start a place called uh, Rose Hill Christian School. Larry Edwards is his name. And uh, what a wonderful friend he is to me. Now, he has a great grandchild right now. He's, that's really us. We're getting old where we have great grandchildren. But he, uh, his granddaughter had a baby that was in the birth canal too long and was deprived of oxygen. The baby is two months, maybe three months old now. Has never cried, can't see, can't hear, and the brain is not growing. But the father, which this is a young man, I seen him holding that baby, wrapped it up because it can't control its temperature, and going into a chamber that they put him in. It's an oxygen chamber. They put him in there. He has to hold that baby while he's in there, and. Uh, the oxygen does some kind of treatment. They're trying to get the brain to grow. Just three days ago, he this is being done in New Orleans, even though he lives here, he flies back and forth. Even though he went to uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and they did a stem, uh, you know, transferred it up into the, the back of this baby to try to get the growth of the brain. But I looked, because I seen a little clip. He's going in there holding this baby like this, taking the same treatment. That's a father's love. And it was given to him by his father. Because his father loved him and cared for him. Well, that is where we as fathers, we need to man up. We don't have to be that, uh, you know, he-man, but the he-man, the hero is being somebody that cares for our children, our grandchildren. Anyway, a fatherless home has a lot of issues. And I've got some of the stats. And this is true uh, because I, I not only knew these stats of a, of a home that uh, does not have a father. We had boys that came to us that 
they did, they ran away. Even though they were getting the best thing that we could offer them, it still, they didn't have a father at home, and they didn't care, and they run away. My wife and I, we'd go looking for them. Sometimes we'd uh, uh, wind up downtown Montrose looking for this young man that's 13 years old. His name is Ray, and found him. He's out on the street corner with a cup begging when he really needed just a father's love. Well, that story, I don't know how actually he kept running away so much we couldn't even find him. But however, there was others that because God, I always prayed before they went to bed, God, what I can't do, I know you can do. And he did do that on several occasions. Not I, but God. And we need to. But here's some stats of some of these young people. And these are true stats. It's 63% of our youth suicides are from fatherless homes. That's a true stat. I have seen it here in Waller, Texas. I was the deputy, the chaplain here in Waller. It broke my heart to go to a young person's suicide because, and nine times out of ten, the father was nowhere to be found. So they just gave up. And then 90% of all the runaway children are from fatherless homes. 85% of all children have behavioral problems at home and school. 71% of high school dropouts are from fatherless homes. Tupi, you can verify this. You've been through counseling and everything else. You, you know this is true, that these things happen. And uh, then this would be my last one on that. 75% of all adolescents that uh, are chemically abused patients or in drug treatments are from fatherless homes. And then the last here would be 85% of all the youth in prison are from fatherless homes. If you watch sports much and you see these young athletes, they're holding up signs. Hi, Mom. Love you, Mom. You very seldom see fathers, which fathers need to be involved in, in their lives. But everything's, hi, Mom, this. And it's a, that's a proven fact. Now, in, in uh, San Diego at the state prison, for Mother's Day... They gave out 11,000 11, cards for the prisoners to sign to send to their mom. Father's Day, they gave out six. Now that is, fathers, that's saying something. Not you that are here. I know I'm looking out here. You are here for your children. And thank God for that. And I hope you've had a happy father. And we'll continue to have that. Happy Father's Day. But let's remember something. Let's pray, fathers, for our children. And in return, 
we will be rewarded, really, through just an act of love. One of the greatest stories, which I, uh, I promised Tom I wouldn't talk about, is the prodigal son. But there's a prodigal father also, giving your child everything you want. And this boy took and squandered it. But he came back. He came back to an open arms because father loved his child. Jesus loves us. Just like the song says, Jesus loves me. This I know. Why? Because the Bible tells me so. And you hear, don't get so busy that you forget your roots. And my wife says, you know, you've got a lot of sensitive mothers out there. I said, I know. We do. Can't have fathers unless you have a mother. So we need to remember our mothers, especially the single ones that have to raise a child. That's what happened to me with that boy's home that I worked out. A mother tried her best, but then at a point, a young man needs a father, somebody that can say, no, you're not going to do that, as my father did. He said, no, you're not going to do that. And I thought, I'll never love that man again. I'll tell you what, he's one of the greatest examples in my own life. Some of you have been fatherless for a long time. If you have been, I hope, and if you've got a stepfather and he loves you and stuff, love him back because he's given his time, his love to you also. And I'll stop with this. I told... Uh, uh, Donna, I said, one thing about this service, it'll be short and sweet. But I'm going to do something that other ones don't do. She said, what's that? I said, I'm going to do it in sign language. She said, you, knew, you know sign language? I said, yes. Hi, bye. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to get out of here pretty early. We can uh, beat uh, the Methodists to the restaurants. And, uh, but my message today is... Fathers, be a father. And I can know and I can see out here fathers that love their children. And if I don't know you and, and I, I hope to know you that you love I'm looking out here. It's wonderful to see the fathers sitting out here beside your sons and daughters. So uh, I'll close with this word. And thank you for taking the time to come out here and be a father to your children. It's wonderful. And uh, continue. But remember one thing. We as fathers, we don't know all the answers, but we should know the one that does know all of the answers. And that's our Heavenly Father. And nothing wrong with a kid seeing you pray. If not, let join them in with prayer. Okay? Father God, thank you. Father, I just thank you for who's here today and for even the ones that are not, the ones that are watching us that um, just pray that uh, everything will be successful in their lives, their children's lives also. Be with Tom and our extended families that are away on, in uh, camp. They're showing them what mothers, fathers are all about. Forgive us 
Go with us this very day, and we'll give you the praise in all things. In Christ's name, amen.